Hey, what's up guys? I uh, wanted to take some time to make a video to begin my discussion on the Enneagram. And uh, this is going to be kind of an introductory video just to um, um, share with you sort of my um, uh, connection to it and how I became aware of the Enneagram and what it's done in my own life and what it's done for me personally and my family and church that I serve, ministry. And um, if you're new to the study of the Enneagram, then this is a good place for you to begin. Um, if uh, you know you've been studying the Enneagram for a while, then um, this is just gonna this is just gonna be a personal story, you know, that that will help you hopefully in your own experience um, develop that experience a little richer. Uh, I guess I first you know heard about the Enneagram about six months ago from making this video from the time of making this video. And I guess, you know, I, I came across it. I think one of my daughters uh, pointed it out to me. And I pretty much looked at it like it was, you know, just another personality inventory, which, you know, over the years I've taken a lot of these through higher education and uh, uh, just personal interest. In counseling people, uh, I, you know, was really aware mostly of Myers-Briggs and... Um, the DISC personality test. So, you know, when I talk to couples, when I talk to people, I, I tended to talk to them in terms of golden retrievers and beavers and otters and lions, and I'm sure you guys all know those uh, analogies. Um, for your own personal interest, I am pretty much a, uh, a otter and uh, golden retriever, um, a little bit of lion, but almost no beaver. So. Um, I like to take things as they as they come, you know, and um, uh, definitely a uh, ENFP. And you know, I've learned a lot over the years with Myers Briggs, and there's a lot of ENFP that's good, and there's a lot about ENFP that frustrates me. And uh, I guess you know, if I could if I could just wave a magic wand, I would be an ENTJ because it seems like to me those are the people that get junk done. You know, those are the people that get stuff done. And uh, that F in me, that feeling type, you know, tends to want to be careful with people's feelings. And so sometimes I'll beat around the bush rather than just being direct. And so I've had to learn, you know, to get things done, you have to be more direct. And uh, that's not comfortable for me. And uh, the J, you know, I'm a P, so I like to keep my options open. And uh, I many times wish I was a J because J's tend to settle down, make a decision, and and uh, and then act on that decision. That uh, perceiving type in me wants to you know go with the flow, keep the options open, and not get tied down because it limits all your other choices. And all of that makes uh, makes sense. But um, you know I. I am an ENFP and I've had to just come to deal with that. I, I learned, you know, when I was going through graduate school and I had to write dissertations and thesis and all that stuff in those long papers and everything that um, I could I could shift over into I think what Myers-Briggs calls your shadow personality which is I guess your uh, I'm not exactly sure how that works but to me it seems like it's the ISTJ which is the exact opposite of of um, you know the ENFP. And so I would say, you know, I felt like I had to split myself in, into two people. Um, there was the creative designing type person who wanted to do all the research and get all the information. But then there was that ISTJ part of me that just, you know, uh, 
sit down and just type and get the information done and do what has to be done to finish the job and I think that's kind of typical of ISTJs is they're just kind of like dump trucks you know throw it in the dump truck and I'll just do what needs to be done ENFPs want to be creative and all that and sometimes that's great but other times you just have to get it done you just have to finish the project so I was familiar with Myers-Briggs I was familiar with the disc and used those extensively in um, in counseling with people and uh, in just understanding people but then one of my daughters turned me on to the Enneagram and you know at first I looked at it like just another one of those personality profiles do I really have time for this you know and uh, I'm so glad I did I'm so glad I took the time um, I didn't understand anything about it you know it's just a weird symbol uh, this crazy looking star thing and um, uh, the first book that I got, um, I, and by the way, on the Enneagram, I am a seven. I'm the seven six, um, and uh, you know, if you know the subtypes, uh, to further, you know, share that, I'm the counter seven, which is, I want to do all these fun things, want to have all this adventure, want to do all this excitement, but then the counter seven is the one that pulls back and says, well, it's probably not going to work out. It's probably not going to. You know turn out the way that you know you envision it and so you just kind of you know tell yourself no which in a sense is probably a good thing because I'm, i imagine i've been able to get a lot more accomplished in life because i didn't act on every impulse anyway um but i am a, a seven or the enthusiast um i do identify as that and um when i first picked up the book or the first book i got on the enneagram was this one right here the enneagram made easy and you know, it's a relatively simple book. It's uh, got a lot of uh, illustrations in it, for example. And uh, I figured, you know, what better place to start than, you know, the Enneagram made easy. And so as I just began flipping through this and just reading through some of it, you know, and talking about it with my, uh, my kids and my wife, we were immediately able to sort of figure out, you know, where most of our kids were and where my wife was. Uh, my wife is a two and um, the, uh, the, the helper and uh, we were able to surmise from just this little book here you know where most of us fit on the Enneagram and this began to intrigue me because I, I started to realize that you know it it began to be somewhat descriptive of, of where you go in times of stress and in times of health in times of security and so you know I read through this book uh, pretty quickly and then I started uh, ordering you know because where do sevens go they go to five right so sevens become enthusiasts become investigators and so I wanted to dive in and get as much information as I could and I became completely consumed with uh, reading and learning and digesting the information as as quickly as possible the next book I read was the road back to you I found it to be very helpful very encouraging um, from a Christian perspective, but not not like you know restrictive in the sense of like people who aren't Christians, I think would still very much benefit from a book like this. It wasn't uh, you know overtly religious, so to say, but this book was extremely helpful. I would say that it is easily within the top ten books that I've ever read in my life. And you guys know I'm I don't I don't ever show you on my videos, but I'm surrounded by a pretty extensive library and of course uh, Kindle books and all that. But this. This book was extremely helpful, e helpful, easily in the top 10, probably in the top five books I've ever read. Very helpful. And then, of course, I got the companion book, The Path Between Us, and, and uh, this book is extremely helpful as well. I couldn't really recommend one over the other. I tend to just tell people, 
start with this one because that's the one I started with, but this one is just every bit as helpful. So these two combined, if somebody asked me now, say, hey, I want to read something about the Enneagram, where should I start? These would be the two I would recommend. These two books would be the ones that I would point to first, especially if it's a, a Christian person because it, it puts puts things in Christian language, which is a little easier, I think, for, for some believers to accept. Um, so these would be the first two that I would I would suggest both of those were just extremely helpful and then I read the sacred Enneagram and I thought this was good I thought it was it was um, you know I don't know that I would highly recommend it but I thought it was good um, I thought it's it's bit about you know resting in stillness and and uh, solitude and and all that I thought was 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 helpful and then I got the big book right here, The Wisdom of the Enneagram by uh, uh, Don Richard Riso and Russ Hudson. Uh, and you can see this is a pretty, pretty thick book. And guys, I mean, I literally, if when I say I read it, I mean, every page you can see, I mean, every morning I would wake up and I would spend two hours in this book or an hour in this book. And, and uh, you know, when you get to the uh, chapter seven, I think that was probably the first chapter I read. You know, I mean, I, I interacted. When I say read, I mean I interacted with this. This was extremely helpful. This is a book that I will probably go back and read over and over and over again. Um, this is by far, without a doubt, the most comprehensive and most helpful of all the books that I, I came across. So I would highly recommend this if you're ready for it. If you want something light and you want something you know more simple, go with these. But this one is, and then, uh, I went on to read uh, Understanding the Enneagram. This also is an extremely helpful book, and one of the things that it does that the other books don't do is at the end of each, well, at, at the end of the book, there's a section that says, oh, here's some recommendations for each type. Um, you know, if you are a, a one, then here's 10 things. With each of the numbers, it'll give you 10 steps, you know, that you can take right now that can, that can help change your, your life, change your dynamic, and, you know, often what happens when you begin explaining Enneagram information to people they go okay that's really great I see you know better who I am I see I put in the language you know why I do what I do I see where I go in, in times of stress I see what happens in times of security but you know what does it really mean what do I really do with this information this book is the one that really helps you answer that because there's 10 steps for every every type um, extremely helpful book so I would highly recommend this book as well, besides just the information you know, in the rest of the book as it explains each type. It doesn't do it nearly as comprehensive as this book does, but very, very useful. And then um, this uh, book, The Complete Enneagram by Beatrice Chestnut, another ex uh, awesome book, extremely helpful. Um, I uh, honestly, I just, Maybe because I didn't think the, co the cover looked a little feminine to me. You know, these look a little more, I don't know. But I, I kind of sat this one over on the shelf and I, I, I put it off last. And, uh, you know, it's extremely helpful. Very good, very good book. Um, I'm still working through a stack of uh, other books, you know. Um, here's here's some more, you know, that I'm, I'm working on. And I've got a couple more on Kindle that I don't have here. There's one on parenting, or a couple on parenting that I have there. Um, there's here's one on leadership and how it affects you know the Enneagram and leadership and bringing out the best in yourself and others at work 
um, bringing out the best in everyone you coach. I mean, there's a lot of information, which is great. I mean, it's great that we have so much information available to us. Um, so, you know, I began this journey as a student. I began this journey, you know, really going to five and saying, okay, I want to understand as much as I can. I want to digest this. I want, uh, and I was just overwhelmed with how helpful, how helpful and practical the Enneagram is. Uh, understanding yourself and why you do what you do and why you're impulsed and compelled to do what you do and learning really ultimately I think what I learned through the process of not only studying and uh, spec analyzing you should say the Enneagram but then also teaching it in the in the local church that I'm in uh, went through a comprehensive 10 weeks you know teaching this information with my daughter Grace and and I um, in the church um, what I really learned through all of this is that we are not very present to life. Is that we're not very present to life. You know, um, we all get stuck in our patterns. We get stuck in our uh, impulses and our compulsions that are a part of our fallenness. And uh, our impulses drive us. Our compulsions drive us. If you're a one, for example, you're impulsed and compulsed to be good and to try to do the right thing and be responsible. And sometimes that can lead one's uh, perfectionist, you know, whatever you want to call them, to be so focused on what's inaccurate and what's incorrect and what could be done better and that they're not present to what is. In other words, they can't enjoy the family that's around them their actual family because the family is not living up to the ideal or their children are not living up to their ideal standard of what they should be. And each of the types wrestles with this being present. I can, I can tell you from my own personal experience as a seven, as an enthusiast, that, you know, sevens tend to live in the future, uh, future possibilities and future plans. It's why we, we are probably most of us peas on the Myers-Briggs uh, because we want freedom. We want freedom to to move on to the next thing, the next big thing. Reaching out for something else, like fours, the individualists, you know, believe that there's something missing within them. Sevens often feel like they're missing out on something. Like there's just that one thing out there. If I could complete my collection, if I could just reach out there and get that one last thing and add it to my collection, then I'd be fulfilled. Or if I could just uh, have that experience or just amp up that experience or raise that energy. You know, um, an enthusiast, you know, would be on a motorcycle and going 70 miles an hour and think, you know, all this needs is a good radio on. And if I could just turn the music on, then this would be perfect. And then you turn the music on, you know, you ad adapt your bike with a radio, and then you think to yourself, now if I could just, you know, whatever, have a, uh, um, uh, if I could add, you know, the, the saddlebags to the back so I could carry stuff. It, it's just never enough. And all of us struggle with these impulses um, and I think that the Enneagram has been really helpful for me to recognize when those impulses are uh, being generated and then to separate myself from that and say you know okay I feel this I, I have this thought going through my head but I don't necessarily need to act on it I don't necessarily uh, have to uh, believe that uh, I'm missing out on something. I can I can accept that I'm feeling this way, and I can understand it, 
and then I can let that impulse pass and just be present to life as it is right now and say, I'm not missing out on anything. I'm not, uh, I don't need anything to make me happy. Uh, I can be happy right now. And you know what I learned most of all as a seven through this study, you know, is about being present to life is if I constantly need something out there to make me happy or to complete my experience in some way, if I'm always in need of something, then I can never really enjoy what's in front of me. I can't really enjoy what I have right now because I'm always looking forward to what, what am I missing out on? And you can't focus on enjoying anything right now because you're always focused on what you're missing or what you're missing out on. And so the Enneagram has been extremely helpful in me coming for me, coming to terms with um, this is a fallenness. This is a mark of fallenness that this world that we are in is broken. And there are basically nine different ways that we have uh, patterned ourselves in order to uh, deal with this brokenness. The three on the top, the eight, the nine, and the one are wrestling with anger and reality and life. And it just seems like everything's coming at you and you got to deal with it. And they're dealing with their frustration and their anger. And then the three over on the side, the two, three, and four are dealing with shame and value and asking themselves directly or indirectly, you know, am I really worth anything? Am I a person of value? Am I lovable? You know, does anybody ever going to really love me? And then the five, six, and the seven over on the side that I'm on, you know, are dealing with fear. Uh, the fear of, um, you know, uh, the anxiety that exists in the world, either fears coming from without or fears that generate from within. Um, but we're all dealing with fear in some way. And so I would encourage you, if you're beginning a study on the Enneagram, to, uh, to continue watching the videos that I'm going to upload. Uh, I'm going to take a lot of time and, and just try to unpack, um, you know, what the Enneagram is all about and what it means for each type, what I've learned, what I've observed uh, by watching other people and in conversation with other people. And remember, I've got five kids, right? So, uh, and which... Uh, you know, I'm, I, I've learned a lot just by recognizing what their numbers are and what they need in life. And of course, from my marriage, you know, recognizing what my wife's needs are and, and learning to be more compassionate with each other, that all of us are fallen. We all have our, you know, sort of crazy ways we do things and ways we think that everybody sees the world the way we do. Uh, if you're not standing on the number seven, then you obviously see the world in a different way or in a different light. And it helps me be more compassionate with people, compassionate with myself that, um, you know, uh, but also compassionate with, with everybody else that we're all operating from a sense of fallenness and brokenness, which just goes to support what we read in the, in the Bible. So I want to welcome you on this journey. I'm excited that you are, uh, are watching this video and I hope to make many more videos that will be helpful to you and share with you what I've learned uh, through this process. And I hope it can be transformative in your life and uh, that you will be a better person because of this study and that you will uh, have deeper, more significant relationships, more compassion, more understanding will grow in your own life and um, in your marriage, uh, if you're married or with your kids or grandkids and share some of the experiences that have developed uh, in my study and my uh, understanding the Enneagram. So again, I'm glad that you're on this journey with me. 
Um, I've added to the description of these uh, videos uh, more information about myself, personal information, but also um, how you can get in contact with me. If uh, you want to talk uh, privately, uh, you know, through Skype, we can arrange that. Uh, if you want, you know, encouragement or relationship care for yourself or uh, for someone in your family or whatever, uh, you can contact me through the uh, information listed below. I think it's right down here below the video in the description. Um, I'm certainly available and would make myself available to help in any way I can. Also, if you want me to come and speak or share with your, uh, at your event um, to uh, speak to a small group or to speak to a large group about uh, the Enneagram, um, from a Christian perspective, I can do that. And, um, and any way that I can help uh, you or your organization or your church, I would love to, uh, to make myself available to you guys. So, like always, have a great day. Be present to life. Be compassionate with other people. Get to know yourself and uh, have some compassion on yourself. And just think about how much God loves you and try to love yourself. And uh, thank God for His grace and His mercy. And then be gracious and merciful to uh, the people in your life. All right, guys. You guys have a great day. And we'll talk to you again next time.